0: Hello, this is Matt, Kosey, Mark, Mark Ian, James, Mel, Zach, this is David.
1: This is PSG Token.
2: Le so podcast sur le PSG en anglais.
0: Hello and welcome back for another episode of PSG Talking. Uh, I'm your host, Ed, and we are recording on Tuesday evening. Um, joining me, as always, is Guillaume and Matt and James. Guys, how's it going? Groovy.
1: Yeah, pretty good, <laughs> mate. Thanks.
0: Very good. Can't complain. Excellent. So... We haven't had any football for quite a bit, but we've got plenty of news to talk about. I haven't sent you guys any of the topics that we're talking about, so this could be kind of fun. You don't really know what to to expect, but uh, we're hopefully going to cover a lot of the major talking points that are going on with PSG. And then we've got quite a few questions from um, listeners on Twitter, so that'll be fun to look forward to. So let's just go ahead and jump right on into it. We've got three friendlies, it looks like, that are planned. So we've got Lahav, we've got Shamrock Rovers, and Celtic, uh, the three friendlies that are coming up. And uh, we can start with Guillaume. And I, I'm curious to know from you, what are you going to be looking for in these friendlies? It's, it's been more than three months since PSG's kicked the ball, really.
1: Nothing special. Okay. Uh, I mean, it's a tough question. <laughs> what are you going to expect? Uh, it's going to be a little awkward. At the same time, they, they need to work on the, the game fitness. But at the same time, they don't want to get injured. So uh, reasonably, a lot of turnover. Uh, you know, half an hour for this guy, half an hour for that guy. Blah blah blah. Lots of. Uh, it's gonna. It's not. I don't think we should um, expect any, anything special, but just like a, 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 special fitness test for the for the players. Not even a test, like like a training. So that that's that's the key. And, um, you know, the other teams in the Champions League are back in their leagues. We're not. And those games aren't really
0: those games aren't really anything special. The the, like Bundesliga games, they're kind of like exhibitions themselves from what I can tell anyway. They don't seem very competitive.
1: What's the first game? Le Havre, right?
0: Yeah, that, so that's I should yeah, that's I good. should uh, clarify. That's the only one that's official, but I think being Sports, I don't know, it was a leak or something, and it looked like there were two Scottish clubs, um, but they're yet good to picks. be confirmed. Yeah.
1: Good picks because the, the 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 Scottish clubs are not going to, you know, like downplay the game. They're going to mm. give it all. Yeah. So, so that's that's good to start with Le Havre <laughs> and then go up in intensity against Celtic and and Chamarx. Shamrocks,
0: they're going <laughs> to give it all. Yeah, they have a couple, uh, or they used to have Tim Weah. Do they have any PSG players or former PSG players on, on Celtic anymore?
2: Uh, uh, it's, well, well, isn't, isn't Edwards still yes. there? Yeah.
0: Oh, he's still there. Okay. He's, uh, yeah. I, I love the
1: player. I love that guy. He has, uh, he has a Drogba potential. Not exactly Jogba, but, like, he's uh, very interesting. He, I, I'm, I was kind of hurt when he left because I could tell the potential he's got. But, yeah,
0: hey. We do need a backup striker. Maybe we can bring him back. I don't know. <laughs> um, James, what are, what are some things you're going to be looking for in these games? Do you think there's a risk, high risk for injury, just given they haven't really played a competitive match in so long? Uh, yeah, I mean, there's always a high risk for injury. Um, you know, depending on how well they've been
3: training, um, if if they you know haven't been sticking to that kind of regiment, you know, these kind of games, it's it'll be evident. So uh, if there are any kind of injuries, I think it'll all be muscular. You know, pulled hamstrings, quads, cramps. You know, those kind of things. Um, which you know, hopefully we don't ever we don't have that problem but I don't know that there's going to be anything particular that I'm looking for. Just okay. fitness. Make sure you remember the rules, <laughs> uh, get back in the swing of things and uh, just remember, you know, kind of just, just get acclimated. I yeah. guess I'm, I'm not even looking for high goal output or anything like that. Just can you get through 90 minutes without getting hurt a couple times yeah. and get ready for the first real, uh, real match of the season?
0: Yeah, and those first two real matches will be on the last two Fridays of this month. I think the first ones against Saint Etienne in the uh, Coupe de France, and then we've got um, was it Lyon in the the very last Coupe de la Liga on the last eh. Friday of the month.
3: Well, I mean, yeah, those yeah, those are technically the first first uh, matches of the season, but I'm not counting them. <laughs> and I don't whatever. Get yeah. those. It
0: all starts with the Champions League. We'll, we'll definitely talk about that draw, which I believe is on Friday. Uh, but I want mm-hmm. to get um, – Matt, I want to get your thoughts on the friendlies coming up. Again, just the one has been confirmed. But three friendlies, is that enough to get the team back into rhythm? Or would you have liked to see them maybe play a few more? Uh. I think,
2: first of all, I don't like to correct the host, but Shamrock Rovers are from Ireland, not from Scotland. I really oh. don't want to annoy our. Uh, S- we are. Stupid
0: That'll American be- making that mistake, my yeah. apologies. Uh, same
1: thing, <laughs> same so I,
2: All you couch are all the same, yeah. They're, they're <laughs> notoriously not patriotic at all, so it'll be fine. I um, love it. Uh, yeah, I mean, I think. For, Friendlies, it's like the other guys have said. I think you can't take too much for friendlies. I think three probably fine. I think more would be overkill, considering we have the two cup finals as well. I think it will just be interesting to see. I think you can't. But what I always think about friendlies is anything that goes well, you have to take it with a pinch of salt because it's not a good uh, gauge. But if there's like obvious problems, then they're an obvious, you know, that's probably going to be a problem in the real thing as well. So it'll be interesting to see if any of the players come back and don't look in great shape. Or indeed, whether any of the fringe players have sort of have had a few months off and now think, oh, there's a place for me here. I'm thinking someone like Kazara, for example, who might come onto his new contract later, mm-hmm. might think, oh, if I really put my foot down in these games, I could get a place in the Champions League, you know, team. I've, possibly unlikely, but you never know. So I'll be interesting to see if any of the sort of the guys who are sort of, you know, on the fringes of being the starter can sort of really make their claim. But I think. I mean I, I suspect that Touchet already knows what he wants to do barring injuries or some kind of, you know, unexpected turn of events.
0: Yeah, I think he might be looking at that right back position now that Mounier is left for Dortmund. Yeah, you know, exactly. he's got he's got Dagba who's gonna be back from his injury that he suffered, what was it, late January. Kara did really well, I thought, against Dortmund in the Champions League. And then we, we saw at times sometimes um, Andrew Herrera would drop back and play right back, so I think he's maybe going to use these three games and see who's the most informed and and who could play. I think it's going to be Kara, but I think that's something we could take a look at. No doubt. Yeah. No doubt. You don't think there's any possibility that Dagba could get in there?
1: Not for the Champions League. No. No. Okay. Remember that
0: he he felt
1: really comfortable having one fullback Mm -hmm. going up and one sliding as a third central defender. Yeah. Who's the best to do that? Not not Kersawa, Kara.
0: And so, by, did we see, and that, uh, like, how enormous he is now? <laughs> like, he's been, <laughs> yeah. like, he looks like the Terminator out there. So, I yeah. would.
1: <laughs> So, that, that works for the team. That keeps the team balanced. And that's not going to change. Um, what may change is that, you know, Super SuperKarov now feels like maybe he can sometimes go up his wing and, and see what happens. But, um, no, that works. That works. It's great.
0: Excellent. Um, We already mentioned him. Levin Kurzawa signed a four-year deal, be here till 2024. Unexpected. I mean, this is a guy who was on his way to Arsenal, Barcelona, somewhere, you know, Juventus. Every club in Europe was basically after him for for free transfer, and then all of a sudden, four-year deal. Um, So I want to ask you, James, do you think keeping him, you didn't have to, you know, spend on a transfer fee to bring in a left back by keeping him? Do you think that this means that Leonardo will spend big elsewhere in the squad to bring in some reinforcements? Yes. Uh, I think
3: that he was probably kept um, to keep us, to have a little bit more depth Mm -hmm. and probably knew in the back of his head already that uh, Cavani and, uh, and Tiago were on the way out and he probably had a little bit of an idea with Mounier. So I, I think that was more of a security blanket. I was originally shocked when it happened. I was like, wait a minute. I thought you know, we were going to kind of just let him go and and replace him. But um, with the departure of those three, you got to have somebody (laughs) around to at least do something in the event that somebody gets hurt or um, is underperforming. So, yeah, I think by saving a little bit on that, we're okay at left back. But now we really have to address the right back situation Mm -hmm. if – um, you know, if Dagba's not going to cut it and if we're trying to move, I, you know, I don't actually know if Kerr, if the long-term plan with Kerr is to keep him at right back. Yeah. So we might want to put somebody there. We're going to need, like you said, we're going to need a backup striker. Um, and we'll probably need some depth behind, uh, Marquinhos and, and, uh, Kimpembe. So I, I, I think that's probably the motivation for it.
0: Yeah. It was definitely surprising, Matt. I want to ask you. Kurzawa, the, the the crazy Krizawa adventure continues, but yeah. people he's he's kind of polarizing, but like he wasn't that bad this year. Am I crazy to say that? <laughs> uh, I mean, I think like with Kurosawa,
2: he obviously has a high I think he has a high ceiling for his sort of physical ability and his skills. He's like a really good player in theory, but I feel like his lack of brains just holds him back all the time it feels like he doesn't have any kind of game intelligence at all really uh so i yeah i mean it's not like it's not the end of the world that he's staying as the backup left back if he's happy with that he's probably getting paid quite a lot and uh, that's fine and i think you know if he matures and he works on his decision making and blah blah then maybe he can sort of take the place of burnout but i think it's i think it's unlikely i think he's going to be one of these ones who can't who sort of uh, yeah lack of on pitch intelligence is always going to hold him back. Mm-hmm. But I do think I think he's probably a big winner of the sort of COVID nineteen situation because I think if I know we're not exactly strapped for cash, but I think that everyone's going to be operating a bit in the sort of more limited way this summer by the sounds of it. And um, I think it's probably easier just to keep him around because we know what he can do and what he can't do rather than take the risk of having to spend a lot of money on a new player and. Um, They're not having it to spend on other areas of the pitch. So I'm kind of like, I was sort of happy that he was leaving because I kind of feel like he's never going to reach his sort of potential just ever, really. I just think he's a bit in the sort of Serge Aurier category of being a bit of an idiot as (laughs) well as, you know, being a talented player. But it's like James said, it's not a disaster that he's sort of he's hanging around. Yeah.
0: Uh, Guillaume, what are your thoughts on Kurzawa staying? Uh, How would you rate his performance this season? I thought he had some moments in that first game against Dortmund um, where he wasn't the worst player out on the pitch, and we've definitely roasted him a few times on the site, but I don't know. It's not the worst thing that he's staying. He helped save the club money, and he's a a solid backup, I think. So how do you feel about it?
1: I think his main weakness has always been tactical. Mm -hmm. Um, And... Confidence, confidence issues, I still have said it many times. I still remember his last season with Monaco, and I've seen him do things where obviously he was in full confidence on the pitch. I have no words to describe. (laughs) I mean, the the guy was like in full confidence and uh, winning duels, going up his left wing, Better timing, better vision. Rushing back, that, that action that, that did. Incredible run on the left wing. Gorgeous cross, almost a goal on the cross. Counter attack. Who's rushing back from the very end of the pitch? Kurosawa, He saves a shot on the li- on the on the line like with like with the tackles, like in the same action. Okay. Um, I haven't seen Kurzawa like this. You haven't. nobody has. But tactically, he's always been all over the place, never really like focused on a precise role. And like you said, we've seen him improve a lot. Mm-hmm. Like less flashiness. get the job done. Keep your head, your head up, work for the team. And then, then we've seen him do very good defensive interventions. Like, you know, solid, like, okay. Mm-hmm. Yeah. Job, like, saving his team, like, really acting like a real teammate. Mm-hmm. And his role is defined. He knows he's a backup to to, uh, to a better player. Um, we're saving money. All right. Um... <laughs> Maybe he'll never go back to that level. We don't need him to go back to, the, to that level. We just need him to get the job done and start fucking up oh, sorry. In, in the square like he's done, you know, oops, like that, that own goal against Barcelona, like it goes on and on, you know. And that's a sign of, of um, a player, a player who's afraid. You make these mistakes when, you, when you're scared. So there's a confidence, a maturity thing, and you know he expressed that he feels he's a bit more mature, he's a father now. It's um, probably better in his life, and um, no, I think it's a good, it's a good thing. We we need to save any money we can, and instead of like, okay, we're gonna try that guy for 25 million, 30 million, because that's all we have.
0: Like Alex Tellers, for example, was. Is- the hot name and at
1: Lovecraft. Yeah, I mean, I, I'm a big fan, but you never know. Well, you, you have Kozawa, and um, if you can get the job done when he comes in, hallelujah. Yeah,
0: And he's 27. He'll turn 28 in September. You know, it's, it's a difficult position to play. Defenders usually mature a little bit later, and so I think we're starting to see him maybe turn the corner. And while on the pitch... We can have our opinion off the pitch. He was one of the most vocal PSG players. He was out marching with the Black Lives Matter movement in the streets of Paris. So I definitely think we can all get behind that and, and support him as he's out there doing that. And uh, I know it's, it's tough for athletes to get out there and be as visible as he was. And it was nice to see him post on Instagram. So we'll give him full credit for that. that was and nice he's to see. super
1: well integrated in the team. I mean, he's yeah. part of it. and you know.
0: Absolutely. So. It's not a bad move. It's not nah. a bad move. We'll take no. him. Um, mm-hmm. Another move I wanted to get you guys' thoughts on. This uh, happened a few weeks ago, but didn't get your thoughts on it. Edinson Sikovani, he's uh, decided that he's going to focus on whatever his next adventure is going to be. Um, he was not given a, an extension, so he will leave PSG. He's already left at the end of June. But uh, he decided not to sign a temporary extension to compete in the Champions League. And uh, Matt, we'll start with you. Do you think that this tarnishes his reputation with the club? Um,
2: yeah, I think to a certain extent. I think that if you want to be a true, if he wanted to be a true club legend, he stays there for a couple more months and maybe wins the Champions League, or maybe goes, you know, potentially even if he took us to the semi-finals, like that's the best we've done like for a while, right? So um, at the same time, I'm not. I wouldn't criticise him too much. I think it's a really difficult position for the players and we don't know what he's got lined up and if he really wants, say, if he's got Atletico Madrid lined up and he really wants that, he doesn't want any of his other options and they were like, you've got to stop playing, don't get injured. You know, we know that Cavani's had a lot of injuries over the last sort of couple of seasons. So I understand why he would take that position to not play, you know, and not jeopardise his like probably what's probably his last move in football but it is a bit sad for it to sort of end like this through probably no fault of anyone's really like obviously nobody could predict that this weird situation would happen yeah so I'm I'm a bit sad and I'm a bit gutted that he won't be there but and that he won't get a sort of good send-off but I sort of understand where he's coming from and I wouldn't criticize him too much and I'll just remember him for all the good times and all the uh, all the pictures mm-hmm. of, uh him having a nice time on his ranch, you know, cutting down the cutting down the crops and riding his horse and stuff. So yeah,
0: he is having a blast out there on his ranch. Um,
2: yeah, yeah, absolutely. What a guy! Well, I, w- I just wish I was there with him to sort of, you know, put some things on the tractor or what have you It'd be be a fun time
0: for everyone. I think. And uh, James, what was your initial reaction when you saw that he wasn't going to stick around for two months? Um, my
3: initial reaction when I. First read it, I was kind of sad, mm-hmm. and I was kind of like, you know, you're so close, you know, this might be, this might be the one, you know, why wouldn't you stay? Uh, but then about 10 minutes later, I really kind of thought about it, and I was, and you know, once it came out that it, that he wasn't actually going to get an extension, um, I know I am, and I guess I, I might be a little contrary <laughs> on this one, but it's like for me, it's either you want me here and you're going to actually extend me or you don't want me here. And you just want me here for the next two months so that you can try to win this thing. And if you're not, if you're not going to extend me, then like, let me go. That that's kind of how I, I felt about it. And, um, so I, I don't necessarily blame him. If they weren't going to give him an extension, if I'm at a body, I wouldn't, I also wouldn't be like, Hey, I'm just going to sacrifice these two months for you. Cause mm-hmm. what about, you know, this, um, it's late in the game for me. It's it's about me now. Um so I, I I'm I won't hold against him either. I, I think that uh, you know he's still gonna be a club legend, but I think at large it will sour mm-hmm. uh some people and, and I think, you know, that's that's just part of it. Um I don't I don't blame the people that uh don't like the move. Yeah. But I I understand where Kamani could be coming
0: from. Uh, With his decision not to stay, Guillaume, go ahead and rip rip Cavani for me. Come on, someone's got to lay into him. I can't. (laughs)
1: Scott. No, not 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 No. Mm -hmm. Um, So much is happening. Who knows uh, exactly? (laughs) He's so loved by the ultras. Oh yeah. Um, He probably didn't take the decision lightly. So there's got to be a lot at stake for him there. So Matt might be right, like, you know, well, time to move on, but he's got to arrive fit and ready and adapted to his new club. We still don't know where it is, right? At, at-, at- Madrid, at Atletico Madrid, we think? or
0: um, Either them or uh, Roma, I think, was the, the latest club linked.
1: It's not going to Roma, but um, <laughs> with Pastori maybe, or
0: or or, <sighs> uh, uh. Um,
1: or the, the EPL. Yeah, you know. but um, he needs a proper setup. Uh, and it will happen. He needs to come back to Parc des Princes. What do you say in English? Jubilee. Mm-hmm. Jubilee is the French word. <sighs> uh.
0: Cavani um, Jubilee sounds amazing. It does. That, <laughs> that could be that the new be Coupe de la Liga, one. you know? Yeah. Just name it the Cavani Jubilee Cup. <laughs>
1: <laughs> he needs a proper stand-up and uh, it's you know in a few months or I don't know, they'll find they find a time. Uh we need to say goodbye to Edison. You cannot leave like this. That 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 we need to close the, the story properly. And I think the the club will do it because we but a lot of I mean maybe I project a little too much but I think there's quite a few gentlemen at the club um, at the at the head of the club uh, Leonardo is it's not a POS neither <laughs> Jean-Claude Blanc definitely not and um, and the club listens to the ultras and I think there will be a beautiful ceremony for Kevin yeah um is it a huge problem for the Champions League? Nothing's linear. You know, it's one more guy to manage, one more like, Is he's, he's, he's in a difficult position. He was in a difficult position at the club, but um, mm-hmm. you know, he never came back to like full power and Icardi kind of exploded physically because he had ter- terrible precision, pre-season, sorry. is going to be back. Mm-hmm. We can't. We can't be ready for like the Icardi coming off the the plane and raping everything. So he would have been on the bench, and you know it's like. And he can't. He cannot, Kevin. He cannot be on the bench. Uh, he's never done it. He may have to do it, but at a new club. But at Paris Saint Germain, he can't be on the bench. So. We lose a big player, but it probably make, makes the locker room a bit more manageable mm-hmm. and, uh, and fluid. And, um, you know, we have options uh, up front, a, li- a little bit. Um, a little bit less uh, for the next Champions League game because uh, we have a suspended uh, Di Maria. It's true, yeah. But, you know, we know, to hell, i seen that he can manage the situation without Cavani. So that's that's sad, but could not be completely all
0: bad. Yeah, it definitely seemed like maybe there was a little bit of bad blood going on behind the scenes. I think Cavani really wanted to stay definitely. and he was disappointed. I think he thought about it, but it's, it's kind of smart. This way he doesn't, he avoids injury. And I think if PSG do go on to win the Champions League, he'll get a medal, right? He'll be a Champions League winner technically right in the history books
1: mm, yeah i mean i don't know
0: so i think let's, he, let's if, not talk about
1: that
3: <laughs> i don't know if, if anderson varajal can get a ring i think uh there you
2: go i think cavani probably get one
3: that's a
0: basketball reference i know Us, is it, matt doesn't watch me <laughs> <laughs>
2: You're you saying words, but they just don't mean anything. It <laughs> could be anything, to be
0: fair. Exactly. All right. So to, I'm going to bring up some cricket analogies. Oh my I don't even know where. I, mean, I don't even know the still... difference between Ireland and Scotland. So that'll <laughs> no really need, throw I, me
1: I, off. No need. No need for the cricket analogies. Uh-uh. <laughs> yeah. I mean,
0: right. Your three of you are going to be
2: on the sticky wicket, are you? Uh, anyway,
1: sorry.
0: Let's get. Let's talk about something we all know about the Champions League. So the draw is on July 10th. Um, just basic question, Guillaume. We can start with you. Who do you want to see PSG draw in the quarterfinals?
1: The weakest team. The weakest team. That's no fun. The weakest team of that of that draw. The problem is, we don't know what's the weakest team. It's like a new season. We have no idea. You know, get... Maybe maybe the best team in Europe right now is Real Madrid. And, uh, well, they lost the first leg to no. We'll know soon. Mm -hmm. Or maybe it's Atalanta. We don't know. Bayern was doing great. Are they going to...
0: So, yeah, the weakest team. Can Chelsea use some of their new players? They might be able to turn that tie around.
1: Chelsea is not the weakest team, I think. the, The roster they have, the options they have. They're, they're, they're back to a very very good level.
0: So you'll take just the weakest, but we don't know who that is. You just want an easy opponent. Yes. <laughs> okay. Um, James, uh, who do you want to see PSG draw? I,
3: I don't even have an answer for you. Okay. I, I, could, I, could, I it's couldn't just, pick a team.
0: It's just such a new season. Well, let me ask you this. So like they're going to do the draw on Friday. So if PSG draws, let's say, Atalanta, they'll have – a full month to prepare for them. Whereas if they draw, say Barcelona, they don't know if Barcelona or Napoli will advance out of that. Like it's kind of a weird situation where some teams will be able to prepare for a month for their opponent and others may only have like a week or a couple of days, you know?
1: Barcelona yeah. would be an interesting draw though. Oh my mm. goodness. Ooh. Ooh. Yeah, oh hearing,
3: yeah. Uh, hearing... You, Ed, and Mark talk on the 1970s about, uh, about drawing and making sure that, you know, basically splitting the pools in half mm-hmm. and drawing between the winners and the and the ones that are still playing. I really did like that idea. Yeah. Um, now, you know, nobody's ever, go- nobody in charge is ever going to go for this. They never do
0: anything new and fun. No,
3: no. And, and arguably you know in the jaded eyes of of psg fans they never do anything fair either (laughs) so um you know for me it's like i I don't care just just tell us who we're gonna play and where we're gonna play it at and let's just show up and play because you i mean we only get 90 minutes anyway um i don't know if a month if knowing you know who your opponent is a month in advance how much benefit you get from that. I, damn, yeah. There's got to be some kind of diminishing returns on, like, whether, you know, once you get out of a week or a
0: week and a half, it's
3: like, how much really can you do? Uh,
0: I See, but I think Tuchel is so good tactically, that extra time, I think, would benefit him. You know, whereas... I don't think he just relies on the players of PSG. I think, like we saw in the second um, leg against Dortmund, he was already figuring out on the plane the tactics. Like, his game plan started immediately after that first game ended. I feel like for a coach like him, he would appreciate having a full month to prepare for a team.
1: His game plan started before the first leg.
0: Yeah, yeah. Uh,
1: he knew that the first, how the first leg would go and what the players could do and what he could do in the second leg. I mean, that's my opinion, but anyway.
0: Um, let me get Matt. So I don't know if you heard what we were talking about on the other podcast with, um, with Mark, but we were thinking, you know, four teams have already qualified, so put them, draw them against each other, and then the other ties that are going, you'll have four teams advance out of there, and those teams should be drawn against each other. And that way, you have the same preparation time for both sides of oh, the... I see. You see what I mean? So like yeah. that would be the fair way to do it, but we all know PSG are probably going to draw Barcelona and have two days to prepare for them. Yeah,
2: I think <laughs> I think that's more. I like your I like your novel thinking, but that sounds a bit outside the box for UEFA. I think so. Um, that, that probably won't happen. I mean, I don't I don't have much to add to what the guys said. I think it's difficult to know. I think if I had to pick one on paper, I'd probably go. I wouldn't mind. Uh, It looks like Leipzig will probably go through. I wouldn't mind playing them because Timo Werner's not going to be there because he's he's going to Chelsea. He's not doing any more Champions League. So um, I think that they are a little bit diminished. So maybe that's a good time to play them. But uh, there's sort of pros and cons to all of it, isn't there? Because you you think of the German teams, they're going to have been sitting around like us for a while. So they might not be up to speed. On the other hand, the EPL teams might be a bit sort of... um, Well, it's probably only going to be Man City realistically. But... They just—they're going to come through this crazy schedule and straight into it, so that could be good or bad. Like same with Italy, really. I think like I'd be very worried if we got Atalanta because they just look really on it, and it just seems like the kind of team that could maybe upset us. You know, they seem to react well in those kind of situations, okay. but it is <sighs> so hard to say. I'm just very excited for it. I'm really looking forward to the Champions League. I like the jeopardy of the one-off games, mm-hmm. and it's going to be great. It'll be, yeah, it's going to be really good as long as PSG don't like embarrass
1: themselves like they should. Don't do. you? Don't you? Have the, I mean, <laughs> we like the one of game because yeah. that's what we're good at. Because the two yeah. of games, we uh, find uh, ways to lose them. Yeah, it's less the the chance most to fuck Creative up. ways. <laughs> Every time the most creative ways to lose those. That, that's no, there's true. none of those. <laughs> it's one game. <laughs> I, One game, I think, it's like a, it's like a World Cup now. It's like the team focuses on, you know, forget about the return leg. There's no return leg.
2: I think that's, I think that's sort of a, I think that's a double-edged sword as well, though, because if you look, say, if we were, if we were playing Atalanta, say, you say we've got better players than Atalanta, so over two games, it's more likely that we'll prevail because we're better. Whereas in a one-off game, like literally anything can happen. Like you can do something stupid, and you haven't got that much time to come back. So. Or you get a red card or there's more jeopardy on it that's what i'm saying which there is i'm uh, i'm looking forward to a lot but i think from a psg perspective
1: i've but we have I've, Neymar, mm-hmm. yeah and 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 an Neymar that's completely integrated in the team and and mbappe um when you have Neymar and mbappe in the zone completely focused with a bit less pressure because there's no return leg, blah, 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 blah. Um, okay. Yeah. I have a. K- k- am I allowed? I have a. Yes. Do yes. it, say it. Okay, 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 okay. I have a slightly good feeling about this. Uh oh. I'm not saying we're going to win the Champions
0: <laughs> <laughs> It's only three but- games. Three games, and we're Champions League yeah. uh, winners, so. I have, uh,
1: like, yeah, it was the parade of, of, of planets a few days ago. Uh, that's, <laughs> like, there's stuff going on. So I don't know, Leipzig, Atalanta, then Barcelona in semi. Yeah,
0: I'm
1: hoping and then, then who knows? Yeah. Um, I don't think we can win the Champions League this year. But reaching the semi would be fantastic. And the final would be unbelievable. So uh, no, it, I think the problem is our lack of match fitness. Mm-hmm. But uh, it smells. to me, it smells kind of good. We've got five I've, I've, games I've, to
0: prepare. I mean, that's, that's pretty good. We have
1: three friendlies and two no friendlies at all. Yeah. Uh, the OL game. It's going to be a tough one, like yeah. champion Champions League level. The OL, mm-hmm. they need uh, to win. Listen, sometimes they're like super impressive yeah. when when they have their flowing football.
2: Yeah, Memphis is oh, going to be back. <laughs> Memphis what? is going to be back as well, isn't he? Memphis yeah, is and He it's wouldn't great, have been, uh, you great. know. So it should be a good game.
1: Mm-hmm. I'm quite looking forward to that it's one. It's going to be a weekend, yeah, yeah. And the, the 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 scheduling of it is like. 'Cause that's a, that's the toughest game, it's gonna be the fifth yeah. game. Mm-hmm. So um, I have a good I have a good feeling.
0: I'm hoping I'm, that we draw <laughs> I'm sorry. No I'm, <laughs> I'm hoping that we draw Barcelona. Just I don't know if you guys have been reading I mean this they seem like very much like they're teetering. You know, Messi's like, I'm leaving after next season. Um, it's, they a lot of turmoil going on and I think that if PSG can just completely just blow them out and knock them out of the Champions League and they yeah like that'll just implode that entire club like I just think they'd be they're not they're not
1: there no they're not you
0: know so I'm really hoping we can embarrass them
1: imagine that imagine Neymar (laughs)
0: like shredding Uh, Barcelona uh, like
1: shredding them shredding them
0: be nice right I think that's gonna be the podcast title imagine Neymar shredding Barcelona uh, but speaking of <laughs> that, my last topic that I wanted to get your thoughts on, I just saw right before we started recording, is that the uh, Barcelona president admitted that Neymar return is unlikely just with, the, you know, the coronavirus and the economy. Oh. Like, oh. So, does, I mean, are we finally going to get a break from the soap opera? It just – it feels like earlier this week there was a report that said, like, oh, you know, he's co- Neymar has come to an agreement with PSG. They'll let him go for 170 but, like – all of these reports are just crap. Even more crap than they've been in the past. Like, There's no way Barcelona can afford him, right? There's no way this works. They don't have any players that PSG would want. Anybody can take this. I'm just throwing it out there. I I pass okay. on that question. <laughs> like, I'm going to go Giam-
1: read the book instead. Guillaume's
2: giving Neymar rumors, the, uh, the respect they deserve, and yeah. I like it a lot. Uh, no, there's literally no chance. I like, This is unfortunately this is going to happen every summer like until Neymar leaves I think we're going to have this every year until he leaves or because it's just they're just so mad in Spain like media aren't they they just like they're so Real Madrid and Barcelona mad they have to have these stories like every day and it's just like it's just obvious nonsense like it doesn't it literally they haven't got any money it makes Neymar's not it's not like you're buying Mbappe is it like Neymar's like 28 or whatever they're not going to spend that money on him like just to it's just mental, and it's just boring. 100, as well. 170,
0: and that's not counting his his wages. So yeah, there's just no way. James, do you have anything? And and also, it's like the media. If they just keep writing this, why do people buy it? Why do people click on because it? People, just stop. People
2: click it, isn't it. like Neymar's like a click machine. Like you know. You know, what, I got to tell
0: you on, on our site, if I if I write a story that's from this crap sp- Spanish media about Neymar, that's totally nonsense. It gets more traffic than anywhere else. So, like, stop uh, clicking on it. I Like, stop clicking on my articles. Stop clicking on their yeah. articles. Just stop with it. Uh, all, all I got is I think
3: Neymar and the entire board of Barcelona and Jesus could come back, <laughs> stand out in front of whatever, name a media place, and say he's not coming. And 15 minutes later, they'll still write a story. That he's coming back. There's Satan nothing, says Neymar is going back. <laughs> There's nothing that is going to stop this. It's that That is what it is. As long as people keep clicking on it, it's going to keep getting written. It doesn't matter who says he's not coming. If they can find somebody on the street anywhere that's like, oh, yeah, I think he's going to come back. Like It doesn't matter. Some random Barcelona fan says he's coming back would be the headline the next day.
1: Did you guys uh, cover the Kouassi, you uh, know, Kouassi living Paris Saint-Germain? Well,
0: in a, we didn't in talk a, about it here, but do you have a, a quick take on that one?
1: Yeah, I got uh, heavily downvoted on on, uh, on, Reddit. on RPSG, which is like, mm. I'm like, I'm never heavily downvoted on, <laughs> on RPSG. <laughs> well, what is your thought? I mean, she were you... What's going on? <laughs> yeah. And um, I wish she, she's living...
0: Yeah, Saint Etienne. Yeah.
1: And I, I, th- I thought my point wasn't too bad. Um, that's that's like nobody really talked about that. There's a lot of those um, academy players at Paris Saint-Germain who comes from minorities, mm. uh, born and raised in, in in the tough suburbs of Paris. Um, you may remember some are born and raised in the tough suburbs of Lyon, and there was a generation there, and a lot of them. Of course, they were brilliant and they got bought by prestigious clubs. But there's also, like, I'm moving away from that relatively toxic environment. Mm. I'm about to become a very wealthy man and have all these friends and family, and there's going to be big drama there. There's going to be some additional weight on my shoulders. I got to go. I got to... You know, so Ren was an option, but Ren is still in. It's still, you know,
0: mm-hmm. going away. It's like going like, away to okay. college for like in America. You grow up in a small town. You want to go away yeah, to college. Yeah, you get
1: out of the familial yeah. environment. Um, you now, I, I, I said the same thing, and I got blasted for
3: it too. So I'm right oh, there good. with it. Okay. I was like, you know, sometimes, and like I, it's not about playing for the hometown team. Sometimes you just want
1: to be somewhere else. You need to go somewhere else.
3: Yeah. And, you know, I'm sure you probably got the same thing. Well, you know, it's Paris. Who doesn't
1: want to be in Paris? And it's like, well, well, well,
3: well, if you you grow up there, your whole life, sometimes (laughs) you don't want to be there. It's just the way it is.
1: The environment, like the, the, you know, fake friends and like the, 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 I mean, the, imagine, I don't know what his pay was, 6,000 euros a month. Mm -hmm. He's going to make 45 times that um it, it, there's a lot there's a lot there we have a great example at paris saint germain It's nicola anelka one of the most gifted forwards in the history of french football uh the pearl of the academy and uh well he, he had some issues back home and he, he had to go he came back for a year didn't go really well a few years there but so we have examples like this and uh, it happened. It happened in other, you know, at Lyon, at OL, it happened. So I, I think that's a big factor. Now, I wish she's living. Mm-hmm. I'm not as that sad. as living. living. Who knows? Um, we have examples at the club that you can make it. Yeah. From the academy. I mean, you know, well, Rabiot just got a beautiful goal, by the way, for Juve today. Oh. Um, Good for him. And Pembe is the like Rock of the Academy, yeah. his relationship with with the youth and every age category is incredible, and it's like the living presence, and 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 proof that there you go, and remember that he, he was kind of a mediocre player for many years, be, you know, until later in life. It's mm-hmm. not that old, but later in life he started like blossoming um it's a perfect example so that's why and i'm glad james you you felt that too like there's some there's something else because i'm sure it was a um, difficult for question to 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 live but hey eh. we
0: you know yeah. and those players left but there's more right behind them i mean psg's academy <laughs> i mean they won't be missed for long that's for sure
1: no, uh, no, we, we we have we we producing and producing and producing. Yeah, you saying, I
0: James? wanted to expand on
1: something mm-hmm. just real quick.
3: Sure. Because um, I think there's um, a little more to what Gim is saying about like not wanting to be in your home city anymore, um, or at least for a a period of time, especially when you come from nothing, and all of a sudden you know you've got money. Mm-hmm. Um, you know, there are people that are around you that don't know how to handle that. that That's what I mean. That's you may exactly. feel responsible for, that you may feel responsible for and they feel like they, that you owe them something. Um, so it's not, not not only that, but, you know, you, you start in this terrible situation and you move, you know, what is essentially amounts to across the street in the same city. Now it turns into, you know, the people that you up with and the people that you were around saying hey you know you sold out you forgot where you came from you know we made you this is your home you're not the guy that lives on the other side of town you're from here and sometimes you know when you're when you're 18 19 20 it's just easier to say hey look i made it now i'm going to germany i'm going to wherever and i can just leave all that behind to grow up and then maybe I can come back and then like start to give back to your community mm-hmm. rather than doing this like fighting because you know there's a there's a period in which you kind of have to fight people to say hey look you know I haven't forgotten where I come from it's just I need a sabbatical for a minute I need to go figure out how to be this person with you know a copious amount of money <laughs> without you also trying to siphon me of, you know, what I now have. So, yeah. I, you know, I, I think those are the things that people also have to remember, that it's not just about you grew up liking the club, so I must want to play for the club. Yeah. There's other things that go that go with that.
2: There are people outside of uh, football. I think, like, the other thing to say, I think, so a couple of things to say on First of all, I think going to... I wasn't annoyed that he went to Bayern Munich because I think on a sporting level, I think that's a good choice. I think that we we love PSG obviously, and we think that you know it's the best place for him. But you know, Bayern Munich probably got a better chance of winning the Champions League before us. Like I'm, you'd have to say, like the team that they've got at the moment. I don't think that's a terrible move. Like I'm less no. annoyed. I'm less annoyed than if he went to like Leipzig as was rumored because I just think that's just not a feel like i'm hating on leipzig a lot today not no offense <laughs> to them but very, very yeah team. like a good team but like it's a level down right whereas right, going right. to buy munich is is a level nice. across or a level up exactly so i think it's a good move in sporting terms and i also think just sort of further to your two's point that when you work some like even if he's a psg fan it's not like they're his, empl- they're his employer now he's not still a fan it's his job and that really changes your i mean i have a very limited sort of professional experience of um working in sport and I covered the team which I support in England for a couple of seasons and it really like it made me see what was behind the scenes and it wasn't very nice and it really sort of affected how much I could support the team for quite a few years I only feel like this is like 10 years ago and I only feel like now I'm back to a point where I can enjoy it as a fan like fully without thinking oh a lot of these people are assholes or whatever so Kuwasi is Thinking of it as a it's an employee employer relationship rather than we look at him and think oh he's from Paris so he's sort of, he must be a PSG fan he must be like love the club and you know he's got it puts a distance between you that's what I'm saying so he's probably not he's not thinking like a fan he's thinking like a you know a professional and he's got to do what's right and I would I'm sad that he's gone because he's a great talent and yeah, yeah. Be he is. He's, he's a big loss for us but I can understand his reasoning I wouldn't like dig him out too much for for doing what he's done sort of thing.
0: Well said, everyone. I was kind of getting on his case, but you guys have turned me around. So, <laughs> best wishes to you, uh, Kwasi. I know he's a big. Yeah. So. yeah. You guys made me yeah. feel really terrible. So let's uh, keep oh, it good. moving. Hey, he <laughs> might come back. He might come back. You yeah, know? that's we true. Now? Yeah. Hey,
3: now. Yeah start writing the same articles that the Spanish media has been writing. Oh, about. yeah. <laughs> there we go. Oh, yeah. oh, like, <laughs> oh he's oh, coming yeah. back.
0: I can't wait for the Players' Tribune, like, I'm coming home. Kwasi's coming back. <laughs> <laughs> All right. Let's jump into, because uh, I don't want to go too long here, let's jump into a couple questions here. So uh, this one comes from at Carolina Dove5, and she wants to know, or I guess it could be he, uh, if PSG has the funds for only one significant signing, what position should be filled and which player can really fit in and strengthen the team? We'll go with uh, Guillaume. It looks like, yeah, one, one big one.
1: Mm-hmm. Um, oh, yeah, I have the answers for you, buddy. Yeah. Um, I think I know. Yeah, you do. Yeah. <laughs> um, 80, 80 millions plus singing bonuses, mm-hmm. uh, 191 centimeters tall, uh, phenomenal shot, uh, domination in the air, mean, vicious, technical. Is it,
2: uh, wait, wait, We've Clem- is this Clement Chantom coming back again? Yes, <laughs> <laughs> that's Clement How did
1: you know? Yes. <laughs> uh, the problem is so everybody wants him. Yeah. Of course. Uh, so Milinkovic Savic is mm-hmm. leaving La that's, that's That's apparently like happening the english clubs drool over that guy he's 25 years old he's physical technical he's got a football iq he can score oh my god Uh, he's fun he's like spectacular but uh so chelsea wants him Mm -hmm. they have a herd of players in midfield barcelona barcelona are interested um real madrid are interested uh, Real Madrid already has a player that style, and he's a world star. You know, in that in that type of play, Casemiro. Paris Saint-Germain does not have that player, and uh, we need that player so badly. And his agent is Kesman, for, former Paris Saint-Germain forward. So yeah, um, we'll figure out right back. We'll figure out left back. Uh, we already figured out up front. I'm with you. One, That'd be one, my pick. One heavyweight in midfield, filled yeah. with, with the return of Herrera because Herrera barely played. Gay, was has got a big uh, a break because he was fried physically. <laughs> now I'm with Savage, mm.
0: He scored but a great be, goal be hard. too. Yeah, he, he's uh, the, incredible
1: the the you can't be like okay we, we're we gonna get him it's like there's so many factors so they're gonna try everything they can if they can't then they may go central defense it's like you know it's just you you you're fishing you bring all the baits <laughs> you're not really sure what's gonna you know but yeah i mean the club wants him it's like he's 25 now he could he could be a pillar in go, the midfield for years. If you're not convinced, guys, uh, go on YouTube. <laughs> look, look at the animal. It's a freaking animal. It's an animal. He's a is a it's more than that because Aurier was an animal, but he couldn't, you know, he had two left foot. <laughs> this guy has two right f- f- foot, feet. It's just like pff, it's the the modern overall midfielder. It's like. Uh, yeah, it's, it's a dream.
0: And just imagine what a signing like that would mean for Mbappe and Neymar when they're considering whether or not they want to sign an extension, bringing a player of that quality. They may say, what's Barcelona doing? What's Real Madrid doing? You know, this guy came here. Let's stick around for a little bit longer. Um, James, do you have, if you can only make one significant signing, is there a position or player you have in mind? I think I think he hit it for mm-hmm. me. Um, he's young. He, he's got, you know,
3: everything that everybody – I mean, it's not just that we're looking for. Yeah. Everybody's looking for it. Um, yeah. So you got to do whatever it takes to mm-hmm. sign him.
1: Um, it's going to be hard. He's yeah. the hardest player on the market, I think.
3: But I, I will say this. I'll, I'll um, If if I had to choose somebody else, I would call up Mbappe and i call up Neymar and I'd ask them how they would spend their $80 million mm-hmm. and whoever they million. Whoever they come up with, whether
0: he's shit or not, <laughs> just go go do it. Probably more at Mbappe. He... I, I would care yeah, about his yeah. opinion a little bit more. Yeah, okay. I,
3: if if you got to spend eighty million to keep those two, then do that. Yeah, um, but you know, I, I think they're not
1: actual... going anywhere next season, guys. Yeah. yeah,
3: it's not. It's yeah, not uh, I'm not worried about That's next thing. season. I'm worried about right. the season after that. The yeah. season after that, you know. Um, but yeah, no, I, I like I like
0: Ian's pick. Mm-hmm. I, I think that is um, what the player. He's definitely leaving. Yeah. The report said he's at the end of the season. He's gonna hit the market. So yeah, definite upgrade there. And and, it, and it's a a bargain because they wanted a hundred million a year ago, and now he's $70, seventy, eighty. So there you go. You get him for cheap. Come <laughs> on, Leonardo, get <laughs> yeah. the checkbook everything, out. Everything's on sale. Every everything must go. Yeah. Yeah. So. Matt, yeah, I know you love uh, transfer rumours. Yeah, <laughs> I mean,
2: big fan. Yeah, um, I mean, I'm no mathematician either, but if he's already gone down 20 million, we only have to wait another four years, and he'll be free, right? So uh, that's true. Uh, <laughs> so maybe worth playing the long game on that that's one. Right. Um, I uh, yeah, um, I think that is a good pick. I would also throw in and uh, Don from mm-hmm. Tottenham, who is apparently falling out with Jose Mourinho. Uh, mm-hmm. No surprise there, Um, and I mean I really like that player. I think he's such a just such he's such an interesting package because he's like really big, but he's got really quick feet. He can pretty much do everything, and Mm -hmm. he's a couple of years younger than Savage, and also uh, also he's played League One before, so obviously that's a good option. Bonus, he's not cheap. No, I mean, his, obviously the wages are probably a bit higher given that he's coming from the EPL and we'd have to extract him from Spurs, which is always quite tricky because their chairman's a bit of a, a, bit of a whiz in the transfer market. But um, I, I would be very keen for us to sort of try and get him if possible because I'm a big fan of his and I've seen more of him than uh, Milinkovic Savic, to be fair. And I'm a, Yeah, I think he'd be a nice uh, nice addition, but definitely midfield, an area where we could do with an extra, extra man if we're going to spend our cash.
0: And then there's always, you know, David Alaba, Yusuf Atal, and Sergio Dest. There are three names. Just look if you're looking in fullback position, we definitely need to strengthen there. There's yeah. three names that popped up recently. So I'll take any one of those players. But uh, Savage, for sure, I would take him. Um, Let's see. Looking okay. Here's one from at Jalen underscore seven. Because of the pandemic, people have talked about how the NBA champions. This is right at your wheelhouse, Matt. Uh, this year will have an asterisk by their name. So how much of an asterisk will be in this year's Champions League? You know, pc she win it, you know, will will people discredit them? We've kind of talked about this recently, but if anyone wants to to take it, oh yeah, they were gonna discredit them regardless <laughs> whether it was a <laughs> pandemic
3: or not. And so I. Uh, Next, I guess. Yeah. Like, we were always getting an asterisk. Anytime, anytime we win anything, it's because, you know.
0: Uh, finally. It's yeah. about time. It's about time, yeah. yeah. That's going to be the headline in all the Spanish papers. About, oh, time. about time. What took so long? <laughs> yes, it that most certainly was, will have an asterisk. <laughs> um, let me see. Any other questions we've got here? Um, this was interesting. You can take this question however you think it's meant to be said. So this comes from at PSG Protector, and they want to know, is there any advantages for Mbappe and Neymar to extend their contracts with PSG? I'm guessing, like, right now. Is there any advantage to doing it right now instead of waiting a year?
3: The businessman in me says no. Yeah. No, there's no reason uh, for either one of them, you know, just given everything that's going on, everybody's cash strapped.
0: Mm-hmm.
3: So know if you really want to get if you if you really want to get your money and stay for a little bit I think you wait you put I, I hate that I'm even saying this but you, you know you put a little bit more pressure on PSG to come up with something better right if they really want to keep you and then you're one, you're just one step closer to leaving with no no compensation uh, and that you know, it's... Yeah. Anytime you make people panic and have to come up with a decision quickly, either, you know,
2: it usually results in the player getting paid. Yeah. So... Yeah. I, I think my my counterpoint to that for Mbappe would be he could get paid twice because there'd always be a market for Mbappe, whatever the situation is. So he could probably extract a nice pay rise and sign in on fee from PSG at this point. And then next year, if he wants to leave and go to Real Madrid, as we all assume he will at some stage they'll probably just pay whatever they need to because they always find a way don't they so they own but, the bank yeah basically yeah, yeah. Just, I remember what, the thing which always sticks in my mind from when I was a kid was that they had no money to I can't remember who. That, I think they were buying Figo or something and they just sold their training ground to the Spanish government for like 100 million euros or whatever <laughs> it's just like is just mad like can you imagine if PSG did that the amount of shit we'd get anyway <laughs> uh yeah um uh that's a real tangent um yeah I mean I no, there isn't. Obviously, there's no advantage. They might as well just hang on as long as they can. But you could sort of, you could probably get a, a bit of cash in the meantime if you did sort of sign a sort of token extension and said, "I'll give you, I'll give you two more years if you let me go at the end of that sort of thing."
0: But do you do you think yeah, that? Um, sorry, I, I just I'm curious. Do you think that Mbappe? Let's just focus on him. That he owes it, maybe not owes it, but like. In good faith, he should tell PSG what he's thinking of doing. Like PSG are going to pay him whatever he asks for. There's not going to be a negotiation. If Mbappe says he wants this, they're going to give him that. And so, but if he's going to leave, don't you think they should tell that he should tell the club, "Hey, I'm I'm going to leave. There's nothing you can do," so that they can prepare for that, right? Or am I way off base? Here? <sighs> Like what, what, what? Does he? There's no animosity between the two. He clearly loves the club. He's from the area, and why wouldn't he say like, "Hey guys, you don't have any chance. I'm be letting you know so that you can get the best deal and and you know replace me, hopefully, or whatever."
3: I, uh, that would be great. Yeah. Yes, that would be great. Um But you know, I I like to think of them and their jobs the same that I would think of me and my job. Mm-hmm. Uh. <laughs> If if I'm thinking about leaving my employer, the last thing I'm going to do is tell my employer until tell I've got something signed and saying, "All right, here here's my two weeks' notice because I'm <laughs> required to tell you this, but I'm out." Yeah.
0: Or um, well, you could play. You I, could say, "Hey, I got an offer for this much. Can you match it?" You could do that. Yeah, but yeah. that can
1: be done at the last moment. So. Mm-hmm. Right. Exactly. And
0: that, and if you if you actually want to stay, that's how you
3: do it. You wait to the last moment and say, "Hey, okay. I'm leaving tomorrow," unless you come up with.
2: X amount of dollars.
3: Um, I think,
2: yeah. Go ahead, go ahead, Matt. No, sorry. I, was just, I think there's an interesting point about how the transfer market's going to look in the future and whether these big transfer fees will continue because, you know, obviously the pandemic's going to have some kind of long lasting effects. And also the power in football is swinging so much towards the players away from like mm-hmm. how it was sort of 20 years ago when it was mainly with the clubs. And you sort of wonder whether it's going to be more a case of the, the big transfer fees will be a thing of the past and maybe Mbappe will be the first player to benefit from this where literally everyone just waits till then you're signing shorter contracts you're not signing these long-term contracts you're signing for like two years mm-hmm. then just leaving and getting a humongous payoff which I think is sort of how it operates over there right in some sports yeah. that you it's like you LeBron know, James have... that's what he does yeah, yeah. It and, I... or... mm-hmm. uh, and it feels like that's kind of the way football's going which is not great for the smaller clubs probably does benefit clubs like PSG because they've got the money to, to pay those guys sort of thing. So it'd be interesting to see like whether it's a sort of more of a, you know, a cultural shift in football rather than, you know, the mm-hmm. players running down their contracts being a bit of the sort of not being the norm, you know, whether it becomes the norm and we have a bit of a change like that.
0: Um, all right. Last question. And it comes from me. Give me a percentage of Messi coming to PSG when he leaves Barcelona <sighs> <after> next year. <laughs> What are the what is the chances? Come on, heads. <laughs> It can happen. It's not the craziest thing in the world. Yeah, it it's a non-zero oh, yeah, yeah.
3: number, but it's pretty. It's lo- pretty You think close it's low? Right?
0: Okay, all right. Even if Neymar still know, here, do you know the
3: the tarnished legacy this man would suffer if he left Barcelona and came to PSG? The media like, reaction only, would be would priceless. He, oh yeah, not only would he like have just. Into everything that Barcelona thought he stood for, but then it'd be flipped onto—he's—it was really Neymar's
0: team the whole time, and yeah. he left and followed Neymar like that. He can't do that. <laughs> oh, come on, it'd be so much fun to write about. Guillam, come oh, on, they, give me a give me a percentage. What do you think? He's not leaving Barcelona. You don't think so? Okay. I'll never leave the Barcelona. Never leaving. Matt is never leaving. I think that the percentage chance is the same
2: as Barcelona signing Jerome Menez as the <laughs> Messi replacement. Uh, so,
0: um,
2: yeah, no, it's not not happening. Mate. What's the
0: thing? Can Messi do it like on a cold night in Stoke or something? Could he leave yeah, and go to yes. Stoke? That'd be nice.
2: Yeah, yeah, absolutely. That would be that would be interesting. Can he do it on a Can he do it on a bumpy pitch in like Dovion or somewhere? Like, <laughs> If he's gonna go anywhere.
3: I'd like him, I'd like to see him go to Real Madrid and just like mm. right <laughs> down, uh, all of Ronaldo's.
0: Or what about MLS? Stuff. Real Salt Lake. Come on. Nah, <laughs> FC Dallas, bro. FC Dallas. So there you go. Well apparently everyone has uh, coronavirus and they're not playing uh, in the yeah. MLS Cup. So the,
1: the only cl- I don't know why the only only club I vaguely 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 see him go is Manchester City. That's mm. that's about. Okay.
0: interesting. interesting. Well, that be go. interesting. Messi to Man City. We'll end it on that. Uh, we'll go around the horn real quick. If you guys just want to shout out your Twitter or whatever you want, um, we'll start with Guillaume.
1: Well, I haven't been much on Twitter <laughs> at all recently. Uh, there's no football. Yeah. I only tweet about football. Uh, off the door one on Twitter.
0: And the, and the uh, Reddit PSG, check it out. Always good conversations over there.
1: Yeah, it's, uh, it's, it's growing. It's, it's becoming very interesting. It's a good, uh, it's a good sub. I like
0: it, and James. How can people find you and interact with you if they want? Um, you can find me at uh, Teague13
3: on Twitter. I've got um, a new blog in the works for those for those other sports fans for the uh, American variety of of football.
0: Yeah. Um. So be be looking it for that. I think. Yeah. Probably about next week. Great. Well, hopefully we can get a season this fall. It's kind of up in the air. Yeah. <laughs> we'll see. Uh, Matt. You got a uh, yeah, Twitter. When, yeah
2: <laughs> when I'm not about that but when I'm not writing my basketball blog I can be found at psG tourist on Twitter and I'm uh, yeah I haven't been very actively for the last few weeks but uh obviously looking forward to the uh, the real thing the real stuff kicking in again and uh yeah getting back
0: on it absolutely yeah we got that friendly coming up uh on July 12th so coming up in a few days we'll finally have something to tweet about you can find me at PSG Talk. You can visit psgtalk.com read all the good stuff name our transfer rumors mostly um and that's it thanks for listening make sure to leave a comment subscribe rate us all that good stuff wherever you can find the podcast and we'll catch you next time thanks everyone